Love that tune. That's entertainment, baby. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by ProLineStadium.com, Atlantic Canada's home field for great sports betting. A new year is here over at ProLine, and you can earn up to $100 in tokens all month long. Spend $25 or more on a single ProLine or stadium bets wager at ProLineStadium.com from January 1st all the way to the 31st and receive a $10 free play token that can be used on ProLine, stadium bets, fantasy, or futures. A total of 10 tokens can be earned during the month of January. That's up to $100 towards ProLine. Tokens earned must be used by March 31st. Bet on ProLine all season long at ProLineStadium.com or download the ALC app. Please play responsibly. Must be 19 years of age or older. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Got a couple of Halifax Thunderbirds in the studio. I know that their schedule is so busy, so whenever the team is here and the organization and I can somehow figure out to get some players in the studio, I'm always thankful for it. Jake Withers, Johnny Pearson are here uh, in the studio. We had a great conversation. They've been away for almost three weeks out of the uh, Scotiabank Centre because of the World Juniors and everything else going on. Uh, So they're finally back. They play Albany this Friday. We actually have a contest going on right now on our Instagram. If you head over there, you can win a pair of tickets for you and a buddy uh to go view the hottest ticket in town halifax thunderbirds without further ado i'm justin we're talking to jake and johnny this is the high button podcast here we go you know what comes next boom jake johnny fellas welcome to the high button sports studio glad to have you here how was christmas how was the holidays how's everything it was good good thank you, thank you for having us back on hey, no worries me at least it's been what Four years now, closer. I think. Uh, yeah, a little closer. That's true, Jake. You uh, four years, yeah. Back in mom and dad's basement. Twenty. That must be twenty eighteen. Wow. Me, Kyle Jackson, who's not yeah. with us anymore, and I don't know who the other one was. But you've had a few guys on since then, haven't you? Only because of you guys. Yeah. Only because you guys came over. I still remember <laughs> that was one of like that was back when we had like some NHL guys on, some pro athletes. But then to have like a pro team in Halifax in my mom's basement yeah. was just like a big deal back then. I remember just freaking out when I don't know who was in charge of the Thunderbirds media back then, but it, it happened and it's, you know, kind of full circle. So welcome back, brother. Well, thanks. Thanks for having us. Uh, Johnny's relatively new. If you want to introduce yourself or not, but yeah, yeah no, Johnny Pearson, <laughs> uh, first year with the team. So kind of uh, bounced around the league a little bit, uh, started in Saskatchewan, went to San Diego, um, kind of got traded around a little bit after that, and then had the opportunity this year to sign as a free agent. So it was nice having some uh, some former Buckeye teammates on, yeah, uh, yeah. On, the, oh. on the team already. Yeah. You went to Ohio State? You went to yeah. Ohio State? Yeah. yeah, so we were uh, teammates and roommates together, same class and everything. So it was a nice kind of – it was nice to be re- reunited and not really feel like I missed a beat kind of joining the new team. So it's really nice. We, we got five of us on the team now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah so there's me, Johnny, Terrafanko. Finnell, I don't know if you met him yet, but and Shanks, Shanks was here. Yeah, with yeah, me. Shanks was at my in the basement of yeah. the parents. So yeah, yeah, he's yeah, one yeah. of the OGs. So nice. We're still we drafted Terrafanko two years ago, and then we just picked up Pearson this past offseason. So are you getting a little bump on the paycheck as a scout? No, <laughs> like that? not two quite. For one? No. I've, I've been trying to, you know, but <laughs> he hasn't done too much yet. So hopefully down the stretch, once yeah. he once he gets his first first goal with us, then maybe I'll get a little bump here and there. But I like that. Yeah, first goal's coming. Yeah, yeah. I've, this is this is great. I, I've always wanted to kind of ask this question. I asked this to these boys like four years ago what's it like coming to a new market yada yada but you were already in the league before the team started so when you're in san diego what are you guys hearing about all oh, the halifax thunderbirds what's going on there and you see photos of the the fans and what was the buzz around the league from another team i mean i think firstly it was just 
an awesome opportunity that the league's expanding and adding new teams and yeah. adding more. Um, I know like how much Kurt Styers has done for the league and to take a, a team to a new, uh, new area and a new market and kind of grow the game in a new community is, is really special as we've seen over the past couple of years too, with the more teams that have come out and looking at like Vegas and those teams like that. So, uh, was actually their first game was against San Diego when yeah. they, uh, when they came out, when we started our new season and, uh, when he was with Rochester and then, so to kind of have it all come full circle like that is really oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. We, we were their home opener when we were in Roch though. Oh yeah. So like that, yeah, they were, they're pretty, I think they, you guys went out to San Diego the year before we moved out here, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we went out there. That was our second game of the season. It was fucking. No. Like, I swear. It was. Oh. It, was it was friggin' I don't sick. Care. Okay. <laughs> Charlie might be upset, but I don't care. Yeah, whatever, he can deal with that. <laughs> he can edit that stuff. Out. He's good at that. But uh, yeah, I didn't even realize that. So now, kind of full circle, Johnny's with us in Halifax. So that's sick. Halley Vegas. Yeah. So where are you from? Like I know you. A lot of you boys fly out from like Ontario to here, yeah. but you're on the West Coast, San Diego. Like where do you? Where do you resign? Where do you call home to fly to those games out there? So I was in San Diego when I was playing with them for a little bit. You were living there. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to? Well, exactly. Jeez, and it was really cool, you know? too, because uh, so we did a lot of community events um, kind of in the in the local market, going to schools, going to different uh, community appearances, doing stuff like that. So yeah. kind of similar to here now, having that having that grow and kind of teaching the community about the sport and all the benefits that it has. So yeah. was down there with them for a little bit. Then after I got traded, moved back to uh, Langley, B.C., oh, yeah. so just outside of Vancouver. Nice. And uh, was working up there for a little bit and then have since made the move up to Ontario for uh, for the season here just make travel easier and stay with Wiz and so it'll be fun it's one of the best parts we just had Alex Pace on from Philly and we just talk about the travel he does and gets to see North America at least for the time being being a pro lacrosse player such a perk you guys have let, let alone from playing that's great but the sights you guys get to see it's awesome yeah I mean especially with some teams like Vegas oh I know Diego, like, like NLL picks their cities right yeah of course I mean we we've kind of Aside from the San Diego uh, trip, my my second year, I mean our our Western slate is kind of in shitty. Like we we go to Saskatchewan this year, we went to Calgary last year, so can't complain that bad. But I haven't been back to San Diego. Like every single time the the uh, schedule drops, every September first, we're looking. You know, where's San Diego? Where's 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 Vegas? All that. So this year we're we're Saskatchewan, which is still a great time. Obviously, I I can't complain, but. The more cities they're adding in those nice big cities, yeah, it's it's You're always looking at good. like the NFL schedule too. Like yeah, 100%. On a so we try and do a trip a year as a team. So this year we're going to go to Nashville after our Georgia game. A lot of teams do that. So okay. we shoot up there after the game Saturday and spend uh, spend two days in uh, in the Music City. Well, That's it. It's funny. I was even saying to Wiz the other day, like. One of those, one of the things like that, it's like you're going to these NHL arenas and these these venues that have so much history in them. Like when we were playing in New York, and you look at um, the old Coliseum and like some of the artists and performers who have come through there, and to kind of walk through those same hallways is is one of those cool little small things that you don't really or you kind of look back and and appreciate a little more having that opportunity is, is really cool especially 100%. for a kid like pace right like being from out here i can only imagine him like going to wells fargo every weekend being like jesus who would have thought like yeah. you know a lacrosse player from halifax right it's, it's a little easier for at least me being from peterborough where it's like i grew up seeing all these guys you guys know the route yeah exactly right yeah. so did, did uh you interview him before or after our game Pacer was after, so it was a little bittersweet. Like yeah. I didn't get him, he not that like because he he lost unfortunately, yeah. but he was still really excited. But he's just a, a little disappointed about the loss. But we we had him on after, and you could tell he just got back from his old junior high talking to some kids, yeah. and you could tell like in his eyes he understood what he accomplished for the people around here and for the younger community. Yeah, how he was kind of that role model of okay, look, I found the route from Halifax to Ontario to Brock to the NLL. So he, he, he it kind of just hit home. He's known before, but it really hit home for him after that game. So it was cool to see him in that yeah. 
state of mind, I yeah. guess you could say. Even during our game when they gave him the standing <clears throat> O, and I think it was like the third or fourth quarter, they were down by nine. And I was like on the floor, literally watching him being like, that'd be kind of tough to obviously – you know, did I forget what he said? Did he give a wave? Yeah, he, he did. He, he did. stood there for like a few, like probably like nine or ten seconds, and like they kept like it was a great ovation. Like it was pretty loud in there. Yeah. And he finally like you know gave like the thank you, but I'd be like yeah. I'd be so pissed off like sitting there, but at the same time I'd be like yeah. this is awesome. So. That's Pacer, just the competitor. He's yeah. just All right, let's go. Yeah. Right, we're losing. Let's go. Yeah. But no, just great beauty. It was really cool to see him. Fortunate for him to come on. Yeah. You guys travel, man. You guys are busy. Mm-hmm. Like getting you guys in here is a blessing because I know during the season it's just you fly in, okay, practice, yeah. eat, play, go home, yeah. maybe do something else. Well, it's, it's just it's nonstop for you guys. We're both fortunate too to to be in the situation. Like we're both trying to be firefighters. So Johnny did the forest fires thing uh, this past summer. Oh no way! Uh, yeah, up, up north there. Um, but we we're pretty free during the week still. Yeah. Like I have little, you know a few job little jobs here and there I do with with a, a plumbing buddy back home, but. For the time being, like when we can get out here to do some community involvement stuff, we, we are still, you know, kind of free to do that. But yeah, when we come on game weeks, you know, we fly in Friday, we're we're getting in here late, eating, you know, waking up the next day, doing all our, our, our pregame stuff, playing, and then yeah, we're out of here basically back home by noon the next day. So yeah. it's a tight schedule, but all business. The one yeah, the one nice thing is like now that we're kind of established out here, we're we're trying to do a lot more um, stuff for the kind of the minor lacrosse systems around. So. We're coming in days a few days earlier sometimes and staying a few days and doing some uh, junior Thunderbird stuff. So okay, nice. Yeah, that's good. So you you caught me with saying fire forest fire. Yeah, forest fire. Yeah, I, I saw a movie. I'm not gonna bring the movie up, but I think I have somewhat of an idea of what, only only the brave. Yeah, but, but I don't want to bring it up because it's no, emotional. It's, but like, yeah. So what, what what what? How do you train? What kind of training do you go through for that? So basically, um, how it, how it worked was after the interview process, there was uh, like a boot camp. Yeah. So they kind of went through like the general general practices and general things that we'd be doing kind of on a on a fire line and what we uh what the days would look like and then once yeah. we got to our established camps that's when we kind of did all the training and the hands-on practice and things like that so basically did all the different scenarios and physical fitness was such uh, such a premium that we'd always be working out or doing hill runs or sprints or different things like that and that kind of went on until i want to say july 1st when the fires really started to pick up out west yeah and so we were fortunate this year to kind of bounce around to a lot of places so first fire that we went to was actually up in the Yukon. And so we went up there and they got, yeah, they had a real bad, real bad fire and it was taken off. So got sent up, drove up with all of our gear and all of our trucks and went up there and then bounced around kind of the province a little bit to Vancouver Island, uh, Eastern, Eastern part of BC, went to Jasper in uh, Alberta for a little bit and was kind of running around there and basically chasing, chasing fires all summer. So yeah, it was a really cool experience, but so only the brave, is that like a kind of a rare instance where the fire gets that bad? Like, are you going in most situations and going, okay, we can handle this? There, there are some situations like that where shit hits the fan and yeah. it's it's real bad. I can think of one time this summer when we're eating lunch on a hill and we're watching this fire creep up, creep up, and oh yeah, well, <laughs> and it, it, it kind of hits a point where it's like, okay, we got to go right now, and we start and we run down the hill and we look back two minutes later and where we're sitting is completely engulfed in flames, and we're just thinking, oh shit, if we didn't make that decision right there, it could have went sideways. So. That's where there's there's a lot of science to it, and there's a lot of kind of calculations, and you're watching the weather change and all these different factors that can really turn the fire for the worst and or work in your favor. So wow. you're kind of making those calculations as you go and kind of on the stand on your toes. But there's definitely that that level of danger that you uh you want to you want to be smart about and you want to be proactive and and kind of make the right decisions there. Have you gone through training like this? Uh, no, I never did any of the forest fires. We don't have much of that in Ontario, obviously, but yeah. uh, we both did the the Texas program. So you do like a year online. Like it's 
there's probably 30 guys in the league that are uh, either firefighters or aspiring firefighters that go through what's called training division. So you sign up, you do a year online, and then uh, when you pass all the courses, you go down to uh, Crowley, Texas. It's about 45 minutes south of Dallas. And then you okay. do a 21-week boot camp and get your, your certifications, come back up, and that's is, just the tip of the iceberg. Then you got Is that it. hell, that boot camp? It's it's a long 20 days, yeah. But, I mean, it beats having to go to school for, what is it, six months? or mm-hmm. to, I think some programs are two years. Yeah. So it's really like a fast-tracked way of doing it, but it's credentialed pretty good. Like a lot of guys, a lot of uh, fire departments are – you know, they're real big on, on guys that come from there, especially when it's a lot of hockey lacrosse guys. Like, they have a partnership with the NLPA and the NHLPA, I'm pretty sure. No way. Yeah, so we get a little discount, and then uh, that's why a lot of guys go that route, right? You work – like, Shanksy, he just got on with Toronto Fire. So he just graduated their three-week – or, sorry, three-month uh, training, uh, I guess, boot camp. Like, once you get on with the department, you do another three-week – or yeah. three months, sorry. And then once you graduate that, you're a full-time firefighter with them. So he just did his first shift um, December 7th, I want to say. Okay. And he's like, in Toronto is a little different than like where I'm from in Peterborough, like the calls you get. So How so? Just like it's more maybe like. Yeah, it's like. More medical drug or like. Yeah, uh, like. like like, Motor vehicle accidents, kind of like more more of those rather than like uh, like structure fires or different places like that. But they also have like high rise fires and all that crazy stuff, Mm -hmm. right? So like they have the subway systems and, and like. He was telling me on a few of his calls, like, obviously he didn't tell me the details because that's, yeah. you know, they, they don't like to disclose any of that. But, like, he went, he they go in for 24-hour shifts, and he said he literally probably got, like, 45 minutes of sleep in that 24 hours. <laughs> they just call after call after call. Like, they're different breeds, man. It's like, it, it, I'd say it's probably the second busiest fire department in uh, in the world behind New York City. Or really? be, it would be up there, right? Oh, for sure. Right? Like... It would be crazy. And then he comes and plays hot, hot lacrosse here on the weekend. Yeah, when when he yeah, exactly. I think this weekend he's he works Sunday morning at six a.m. We play in Albany Saturday night, so I think he's got to drive right back to work. Oh, yeah, I believe yeah. So and a little and a lot of guys do that. Like it's 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 good because you're only working seven to eight uh, shifts a month, so you, you know you're pretty free. Yeah. The other what twenty one days, but yeah. at the same time, if you get you know a certain weekend or whatever you're working, mm. like you, you you work Friday like till 6 a.m drive wherever you're playing play that night sleep for four hours and drive it back to work i love what you got i just love <laughs> you guys like that's just so, awesome yeah it's you guys the nll is the people's league i, I guess I, you guys are just your man of the people like that's just great so i love that i i, I can't comment on it yet neither can johnny but hopefully one day we'll we'll be in that same situation being a firefighter hoping peterborough or something so. great mm-hmm. yeah you guys know you have the most goals for in the nll I did not know that. No. <laughs> 51? I had it up there. 51? 50. What? Is, is there an NLL tab open on that? What? On that? You guys have the most goals for. 51, I think it is right now. In three games played, two wins, one loss. Nice. Yeah. 51. What, what about goals? Goals against? 37. Is that kind of a middle of the pack, do you know? Oh. No, it's not. <laughs> 37? Well, we just got 18 dropped on us. Which... Even though, there's a lot in the 30s. Yeah. 37. And some teams have played two games. Some teams have played three. So okay, yeah. So is the message in the room shoot? I guess that's all you can really do in lacrosse. Yeah, you got to shoot mean, and stop people from shooting. We had seventy eight shots last game, so that's that's high. Is it high? Seventy eight. Yeah. Like I'd say averages between like fifty, sixty. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Yeah, that we we play Buffalo always plays as well. What, you guys are such a tight core. What's it like coming into a dressing room where everyone's just not? I want to say tight, but you guys have been together. I feel like there's been a certain core there for uh, as many years as there's been with the Thunderbirds. Well, was it intimidating coming in? But you know this guy. Like, how was the 
Yeah, I would say for me, at least it wasn't as intimidating knowing kind of a lot of the guys or playing with a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the first thing I could see was just the camaraderie between between everyone and the leadership. And like you say, that kind of core group of people that who have been there, who have played for different teams, who know what it takes to win, who have been around the league and have that experience. And so to come in and, and just see that leadership and see how everyone acts with each other and how everyone's on the same page with kind of all the results that we want and all the objectives was was awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it definitely helped him knowing all of his Buckeye guys. And then obviously just, you know, kind of speaks to, to the league being the people's league. Like a lot of guys that, that uh, you play against, you, you kind of know through one degree of separation. Like everyone's kind of – you Lacrosse play is a tight community. Yeah, it's a very mm-hmm. tight-knit community, right? So if you don't know the person personally, you know somebody who does, right? So, yeah, for sure. But – you played against each other at one at one point in your career in, growing up, yeah, either in, in the minors league. or in the summer ball in or some in league across Canada. Yeah. So coming uh, playing your first game at the Scotiabank Center, mm-hmm. how was that? It was it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, especially now that um, all the restrictions have been lifted and fans are able to get back in the building, the the atmosphere was buzzing, and you could tell you could tell that by just all the all the uh, the fans how loud they were cheering, the passion that they have for it, and so it was. It was special. It's a yeah. special arena, the Nest, and it's great. I'm looking forward to the game on the uh, on the 13th coming up against Albany. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be sick. Because mm-hmm. people, you know, not that ho- people are sick of hockey here, but as soon as the World Juniors are done, it's like, okay, great. Let's get another sport in here. Let's see the boys play some lacrosse. Yeah. It's going to be sick. Well, and that's what I think, too. It's like that, that high-paced, fast, fast sport where – a lot of people, you don't need to know the rules per se to enjoy the game. That's what I always say. Exactly. And it's that kind of like that hybrid, that mix between the basketball and the hockey physicality where despite not knowing maybe a subjective holding call or a slashing call, how fast the ball's moving and the creativity of guys in the league, especially now and what some of the players are doing is, is unbelievable to see. So just getting new fans out. And as we've seen with kind of this year and introducing the game to new people and just seeing their response and how well it is, is, is sick. Yeah can't hide against the physical aspect of it too people <laughs> no. love a people love a rowdy game yeah it's great the people feed off it too i, I think it's a lot one, of fun i think it's one of the last sports of a dying breed where like you can still be physical and you know yeah. have that physical presence where like it makes you like people be like oh, I, I don't think i could ever strap them up and go out there for <laughs> for a game you know I mean? like a, a lot of people that i meet especially in the halifax area they're like the abuse you guys take <laughs> yeah. out there like how do you even how do you even like walk after a game it's like ah. Uh, Guess my, my my body's just used to it by this point. Yeah. Ask me in a couple of years when I'm a few years uh, north of thirty. So <laughs> most times, uh, most times I'm not. I'm limping out of there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like the, it, the sport of lacrosse is so weird in that sense. When you're watching, it looks like just pure abuse. But when you're getting the abuse, there's something about the adrenaline factor that kicks in that you just don't really feel the old. I don't know. Like yeah, after the game for sure you're limping off, but during when you're running trying to get away from a guy and you see that top right corner, you just who cares about the guy slashing? You want to see that right corner. Yeah. It's a weird because I agree all these people watching that have never played. It's like why? It looks terrible. Like why would you want to take that abuse? But yeah, when you're out there just That's adrenaline. Exactly it. It's just like, like a fight. When you get punched in the face in a fight, you don't feel it. It's no. just until the lights going. go out. Exactly until then. But yeah. then you can't feel anything anyway. Yeah. But it's just like there's so much adrenaline and you're so results driven and and everyone's on the same page that like you say it's like you don't even have time to think about a hit. what's yeah. yeah what's sore on your body or anything else until later when you actually have time and you're laying there and you're like oh yeah. yeah. That hurts. <laughs> it was worth it, though. Yeah, it was oh, fun. Absolutely. That's sick, man. So the buzz around the league is you guys, and you guys have a great team. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to jinx anything. But what is the tone in the room? I guess this is maybe a question more for you, Jake, compared yep. to the past couple of years with the Thunderbirds. Is there a little bit of a, a sense of, okay, boys, this is our year? What's what's the tone in the room? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's you know drastically different from, from any other year. Um, definitely that we're, you know, 
a past past COVID and all that now, and we're a little more established out here. You know, we have a, a great core, like like you kind of spoke to. Um, we you know we have an established coaching staff with with a Kersey, uh Billy, and uh, what's Stu? We call him Stu Mungus, <laughs> but our, our offensive coach Stu Montour. Sorry, Stu Mungus. Yeah, like Stu Mungus. Yeah, that's his nickname. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean it's we 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 definitely we, you know we have it printed on a bunch of our shirts, unfinished business, where we we really feel like kind of last year we let it like kind of get away from us. You know, we had a great start at eight and one, and then things kind of unraveled, and we can never really pull it back together. So. You know, coming into this year, as much as we wanted to kind of just, you know, clean slate a, a race um, last year and the, the, the previous couple seasons out here, um, you know, our, our, our goal has always been and always will be winning a, winning a championship and hoisting that creators or a Champions Cup, sorry, um, especially in front of the fans in Halifax. So, you know, step one is, is definitely making the playoffs. Step two is hopefully that playoff game will be a home game, and then obviously step three the the ultimate goal of, of winning a championship. So that's awesome. It's uh yeah, it's something that that since our inception out here in Halifax, like that's that's been Kurt's ultimate goal, and he's done a great job, you know, putting the pieces um, in place. And I think we definitely have the team to do it this year, and, and a team to do it for for years to come. So is Kurt a, a players coach or is he a coach coach? Like if if he if you're sucking, will he tell you you suck and like just tell you straight to your face, or is he a guy that kind of beats around the bush? Like is he a no? He like he's um, I wouldn't say. Yeah, I guess he, he he's he's pretty blunt. Like he's not mean about it by any means. But like what do you do? he he's he's a great lacrosse mind where you know he he's very analytical and, and can it does a great job kind of analyzing the game like he'll, you won't you won't hear from him for a couple of weeks and then you know one one day he'll come up to you and tell you you know he's seen a few things here here and there in practice or the the, the previous couple of games and he'll let you know what y- you've done well he, he's good at doing that as well but also what you can do better so interesting yeah you know he, he, he's very good at giving kind of constructive criticism so it's one of uh i i definitely appreciate it. i don't know how other guys take it but Kurt, um, I've obviously only had you know one one owner, which is him, my my entire career, and I wouldn't want to play with play for, and I I hope I never have to play for anyone. So he's uh, anyone else. So he's he's done so much for the game of lacrosse, not only out in Halifax, but you know all over the world. Um, he's just a great guy and a great owner to have. That's awesome. I think yeah. coming into seeing how much accountability there is amongst the players already, and having the respect for him and and the ownership and all the manager management and everything like that, that. Like you say, there's kind of everybody knows it comes from a good place, and everybody has the same results and and has that same drive. So, whenever there's anything said or anything suggested or brought up, it's everyone's on the same page with that, and that's why there, it's such a special team and such a bond. Is there's no kind of individuals amongst the team, and everyone knows kind of what we want to do and has those same results or has those same goals. So that's what kind of makes the group that that special, unique kind of fit with everyone and yeah. and where the best results are going to come from for sure that's awesome mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how the team reacts coming back to home like you guys must miss it it's been a what it's over almost over, over a month oh it's it, it's a month today is it what's that it's, uh, brutal. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's just, well obviously there's well, there's this yeah. this uh some tournament that's going on right now that kind of put a <laughs> oh yeah i don't yeah. know what you're talking yeah. about yeah <laughs> but no yeah so uh, the 13th it'll be a month and a week from the last time we were here so it's uh yeah like you guys just must be Dying. Itching. itching to get Just back, yeah. yeah. So it was nice to get some uh, some chowder in us last night there. So I was, oh, you got some, where'd you guys go? The Marriott, the Harbor Front. Oh yeah, yeah is that where so, you guys stay? Yeah, we stay there. But I mean, I, I've since we've been out here, I've tried a few different places, and it's it's dynamite there. Like oh, yeah. that and a, a big plate of uh, fish and chips. Like oh. <laughs> I just, money. yeah, I long for that stuff. So you can't beat it. No, John's big. John's big food guy too. So he he's nice to come out here with. We try and we're gonna go for uh, 
What's this sushi place called? Sushi Jet, I think it's called. Oh yeah, yeah, they're for, good for all yeah. you can eat. So. Yeah, yeah, sushi. I I went there once and I made a mistake. If you don't, the, th- the problem is if you order too much and you don't eat it, you got to pay for it. So every now and then you got to get the yeah. old napkin and bring it to the washroom <laughs> with you. We'll have no issue with that. Yeah. But. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, pro tip: San Diego, great food by the way. I heard they got the best burritos in the world, other yeah, than yeah. maybe Mexico, but I heard they're incredible. Well, Whoa. you can walk across to Tijuana if you want. Me and Shanksy did that when we went down. <laughs> San Diego? You walk right across. You go park on the San Diego side. You can walk right across the border to Tijuana. What? Yeah. there's like well, I'm terrible geographically. I don't know if you're pulling my leg. No, I swear to God. Yeah. Oh, he's telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a 20-minute drive down there. You park, and then you literally walk across. You see a border agent. You go across, and it's like, Bring I don't know how many borders you guys have ever dro- driven across, like even from Canada to the U.S., but usually it's like you know, 10 to 12 lanes across on a busy day with like a few cars here and there. Like there you, you walk across this bridge, and it's like, 50 lanes like people trying to go into the states packed like to the horizon you can't even see uh, the end of the car almost like sicario and yeah scene. it's legitimately like that yeah. yeah it's crazy obviously we didn't see any guns like, yeah yeah thankfully <laughs> <Cartel. Yeah. laughs> that's not nice. that's yeah. for a burrito to cross a border yeah, well we got tacos but they're delicious <laughs> they're a dollar yeah a dollar yeah i love america for their food oh it's great it's the best yeah yeah have you been to san diego then no, but I've been to L.A. Okay. So that 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 Hispanic culture's there. Yeah, a little different. L.A. isn't like, I, I, yeah, big time. I mean, when you look at like San Diego compared to like L.A., it's like the same, roughly the same same area, but double the people. So in L.A., double the in, people. Yeah. yeah, but the same same area. So it's just kind of, it's 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 a bit of a status thing, I would say, going up there, being up there a few times now, and and seeing kind of the the atmosphere and the environment, and a really cool spot, but. Too many people. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I love that about here. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, oh. it's a growing city. There is people, but like, it's just kind of undiscovered still. It's well, still, there's, there's, it's just nice and quiet. Quiet I, enough. I like how, like, if you need to go do, uh, get groceries or anything, you can jump in your car. You're there and back in less than an hour, right? Like, yeah. it takes, well, it takes you 45 minutes to go three kilometers in, in LA. Yeah. Like, so. it's nuts. And yeah. even, the, even the traffic coming down to San Diego is like, you do not want to be on the roads from three to seven, or you're going to be in gridlock standstill, just waiting to go somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, thing I love here is the cottage country. It's like twenty minutes. You're in the woods. I need you're on get, a lake. I, I need to get out there. You have a cottage? Oh, it's a family cottage. Mm-hmm. But if you ever get some mics over there, I'd love to come out in the summer. Hey, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll <laughs> let you know. The bunks are full, but once we get some room up there, we'll bring you out. <laughs> Sounds we good. We try to get up there to because it's right on a lake, but you can't skate there. Nothing's freezing anymore. That's my one if right now about Halifax. It can't. The weather is a little mild. I love a good yeah, skate. The Uber driver actually on the way over was. Is he complaining about it? Just out of the blue, yeah. He's like, yeah, it's. <laughs> It's the warmest winter since 2016 or yeah. something. Yeah, people love weather here. I yeah. don't know if you guys know that yet, but weather's a big thing, a topic. It's People love it. <laughs> I can sit here and talk about the weather all day. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the – I'm a big pond hockey guy too, like in Ontario, obviously growing up and still. And yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we've – I don't know if it's a nostalgia thing or whatever, but I'm always like – when I was a kid, I just feel like it was – winters were so much better. Not that I like the snow too much or the cold weather, but there's nothing better than strapping on the blades and going playing some pond hockey. Nothing better. So a few warm drinks. Oh, coffee. and cold ones. And cold yeah. ones. I like a nice co- coffee and Baileys or some whiskey and coffee. You know. Throw a little something in there. Yeah. How does it keep you a good face-off? How do you win a face-off? Uh, so there's there's technical. And how know, nice is it having him? I mean, he's pretty good. It's a luxury. You're <laughs> like a Rolex. It's just like. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't go that far. But he's a, he's, he's, maybe he's, like a T-Sot. He, yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a Breitling. He's getting up there. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it, the, technically speaking, like there's obviously some things there. But I think the most important is the, the four guys around you and just having them where, you know, it's going to make not only you, but the, the unit successful, right? So I, I've got Graham Hasek, who 
is a mutant and, and a machine, so he, he runs through Can anything. You go grab my, the one lacrosse stick for me. Uh, <laughs> that's, not, that's not good enough. I need technical. But, uh, <laughs> but then, we, you know, technically speaking, it's something that, you know, going to school, I was always a, like a, a kind of a do everything MIDI, and then I got there and kind of got thrown into the specialist position. And yeah. This is the captain for Philly stick. Oh, gee. I, so like if, I can't put my hands on that. Oh, no. Get the other one. Give me the other get one. The I'm other not one. touching oh, that boy. thing. That's ugly color. <laughs> I knew who's going to grab that. <laughs> but uh, well, That's a little better one. Like, seriously. Like, in, in terms of, like, thing. set plays and stuff. Like, just having him. So, right off the bat, like, this would be illegal. But this this would be a great face-off stick. That's illegal? Then it is, yeah. I left it out in the cold one year and forgot about it. Brought it back in. That's what it looked like. <laughs> Does the I... ball even come out? No. Oh no. So yeah, this would be great. I'd win a million with these. But you, it's like box. I don't know if you've seen much field across, but like I the, played it. The PLL, like when I play for the Water Dogs in that league, and yeah. it's totally different. Like NLL, there's lines, so you line up the you're four inches away from the ball, so you can't touch it. No, you can't touch it all. You, it's hard to lean and stuff, and like in in, in Outdoor, you're so close that a lot of times it's gonna be the quicker guy who gets over it faster, right? Yeah. But uh, in in box, you're this far, so you got to make sure that you really kind of punch down the line on a 45 degree angle. So you're trying to get more onto your heel rather than in the middle. Like yeah. You're oh yeah. To get, get the ball here, so you're trying to get above it. Exactly. So like this, the part, the throw of your stick's the, the strongest part of your stick, right? And now in today's day and age, like they all, every person that takes faceoffs of any high level, they use a faceoff head that's manufactured from like. The middle of your stick down. Oh, to, so you have two sticks. You yeah, have like I, a, a I have two sticks. A, yeah, so he has about five sticks that he brings. I bring. Out. I bring a lot because they it, they don't last very long or they lose their integrity. So, like <laughs> you're always trying to punch into the throat here. So like this is called motorcycle grip. So that's what you do in the like you're riding a motorcycle. Okay, yeah, motorcycle. <laughs> and yeah, this is you. neutral grip. So what do you like more? So outdoor, I do neutral, like a PLL. PLL. And then indoor, I'll go down on a knee. Why? What's what? Well, so who? I don't know. Just like I'm more successful outdoor. Like the thing about facing off is like Americans. They're very specialized in everything they do. So, like, there's – like, the guy on, on Philly, on Pace's team, Baptiste, Trevor Baptiste, he's one of the best guys in the world, if not if not the best. Um, That's high praise from you. Yeah, he's he's very, very good. He, he's gotten a lot better playing indoor, but, like, they are very specialized. They do a lot of, you know, face-off training and stuff, which which I'll go down and, and, and coach and stuff too. But they're a lot quicker and stronger. And, like, there's guys that literally just sit on the sideline and train this for hours. Really? Yeah, so I – like – to be kind of self-deprecate, I'm I'm not as quick as a lot of those guys, so I stand up to give myself the advantage of already being on my feet. So I can do, like, bottom sidle movements. So I'll go neutral grip, do what we call rakes or counters, where they're all, like, on the knee still. Yeah. And then indoor, you can look at the ref, and I'm just being back here. I'm a little more experienced, a little more well-versed with that. Oh, so, so you look? You don't listen for the whistle? No, outdoor, I listen. Indoor, like NLL, yeah. if you watch me, every time, like, both guys usually. So you're going like this? Yeah, everyone's, like, down like this looking. You try and obviously. Time I, it I, up. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Okay. So. I guess a little similar to like kind of hockey faceoffs too, where you look at it, it's like every faceoff is a little bit different with different techniques. So yeah. different kind of moves or different, like Wiz was saying, like with the you know, you're raking or you're going underneath or over top of it, will kind of match up differently against different guys as well. So it's kind of okay. There's that little bit of scout of who am I playing, what's his style, and obviously, in the faceoff community, so to speak somebody like Wiz has a better understanding of every single player who he's going up against kind of what works best for him. Okay. Now how can I counter that to obviously win it or, or jam him off as much as I can. So there's that kind of strategy where you're not going into every face off with the same, same mindset or same technique. Yeah. It's kind of a little more personalized to each individual and yeah. what their strengths or weaknesses are. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's gotcha. very, it's very, very matchup based. Like guy, especially outdoor indoors, a little different. Cause in my opinion, I have like the, 
going back to the unit thing, I have like the four best guys I could imagine on 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 my wings. Hosack, Hosack, uh, Terrafanko, the the Jamie, uh, Jameson, and then uh, either Clark or Clark Peterson, who you had yeah. him on, or Shanksy. Yeah, great, great guy. But and that's even where it differs too between the indoor and outdoor is the position of guys. Yeah. So and like in field across, you'll have two guys on the wing, or like on each wing, but those guys will be further away, so you have they a little bit more you. time. And like, the, yeah, and, right away. and you have more more space on the field, and with the rules of okay, I can play it to this spot, and I know I'm going to have an extra two steps versus having eight guys running in and all kind of surrounding on you where it's okay, this needs to be a lot quicker, a lot snappier and play this to this guy right away versus, okay, I'm able to run onto the ball and take it over here and win it to this area. So you've been watching face off film or something. I know a little bit about the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I played before, Yeah, but, but in box as well, but like in field, they're adjacent to you. So I'm facing off here and there to the sides of me yeah. where indoor they're in front and behind you. Right. So yeah. a lot like your easiest exits, they call them once you secure the ball is usually in front of you or behind you. So in, and field it's a lot easier for guys to, to run away and I gotcha. get some get some space for box. It's like you're it, not out instantly, you're looking up like this and there's the Terminator coming to take your head off. If you're in box and you know you're going up against maybe someone that's a little bit weaker and you got Clark right here and you're going, Okay, Clark, I'm gonna win this, I'm just gonna pop it up to you, cheat like you're going and then go far. Do you ever do that if you know you're going against someone who's yeah, not just go hundred percent and you put it in on your backhand or something like yeah, that? Just yeah. flip it. Yeah. So like it, that's where you know game planning with your unit comes in like massive, right? So like a say a guy like Baptiste with Philly, I I'll I'll just go two and two. So just match feet with people. Yeah. Where he might drop a guy back, go three and one, so he can try and box out the two outside guys and pop it to a guy in the middle coming up through yeah stuff like that right so is there any guys that are like not good at face-offs but it's just the total muck like they just they, they, they don't even care about the ball they care about your Tons. body yeah you're, you're speaking yeah. one right now no. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit of a uh, i'm a mix of both so i'm a hybrid but definitely um you love mucking it up sometimes you're yeah not afraid to just definitely me and outdoor like that's my yeah. that's why i stand up because yeah. i i have the advantage of already being up on my feet so i can go for a shoot for a bottom side or a counter and then hopefully get my two wing guys in so both the guys in my outdoor team with the the water dogs they're both uh mm. team, team canada guys or they were at the last world games with me so we kind of have some uh some we're, we're comfortable with each other so we kind of know where to, to work off each other and pull the ball to and stuff nice yeah so it's yeah it's the cool little game inside of a game what are some of the skills you guys learned? Obviously, you have a skill of face-offs, but at Ohio State, what are some things that you learned from there in order to turn it into a pro game? Field and box, not totally different, but they're different. But what would, are some I, things you liked? I would say Wiz can speak on the, the field across portion a little more because he's had a little more experience. Yeah. But I think the big thing would just be kind of how you play within a unit and how you work together. So, I mean, even when – to kind of go like a little reversal with this is when we were at Ohio State, we were one of the – as, as far as I know, one of the first clubs that actually started doing box lacrosse practices in the fall. So every Wednesday we would go out and we had a, uh, um, a facility at, um, in Columbus called Resolute Box Lacrosse. Okay. And so we would go out there and we would go play games all week because, or uh, for that day because a lot of these field lacrosse players, they've only played with a, a six-foot deep hole for their ever, whole life. Forever, yeah, they've yeah. never They've never done it before. Yeah. So now kind of they, they, we move into a closer environment, a little more fast pace, and it's – kind of taking a lot of those skills and now applying them to the field lacrosse game where, okay, I have a little more time, a little more room, but then looking at the other side of that, there's a lot of the, a lot of the more one-on-one matchups in field lacrosse where it's okay. 
what's my hip positioning? What's my feet positioning? Where do I want to take away or what strength do I want to take away to force players to a certain angle, to a certain way? So now, now we come into box across and it's okay. Now I got to do this a lot faster. And it's just mm-hmm. now when I make this approach, I need to make sure this approach is perfect to force him here to take this away because I know this player has these tendencies. He loves to do this. And so there's that kind of similarities between the two mm. of kind of the, the one-on-one style, but then also the team formation of, okay, where do I want to get beat to? Or where do I know where my help is that when this guy hopefully doesn't, but when he beats me in a certain direction, I know this is where I'm going to have my help sliding to or, or supporting me that way. I think lacrosse is one of the best sports, if not, well, no, better probably better than hockey. Lacrosse is the best in, in terms of watching video. I remember the first time I ever watched myself play lacrosse, and it was again. It was in the. Have you guys ever played in that Prague tournament? Uh no, we've been uh, to Prague before, but look on lacrosse related. <laughs> okay, well that sounds like a great time. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was the first time I ever saw myself watch lacrosse, and it was the game one. We just played against some random team, but then we ended up playing them like seven games later in like a crossover or something. Mm-hmm. And lacrosse, I thought was one of the. I've watched myself play hockey and that's pretty much it. But lacrosse, I loved watching defenders' tendencies. You could see uh, a little fake and if someone's going to step outside a little bit to the right and then beat them left. I, I just thought there was a lot more tells in lacrosse. Do you guys find that? If, if you guys go over film, you can see tells in other guys and you can implement them in a game or no? Yeah, and I, it's, I was actually going to say that. like The biggest thing that Ohio State did for me was like being able to kind of try and improve myself from a different perspective. Like even my first two years, and I say this all the time to young kids that, that I, I coach and, and kids that are coming, you know, in their junior and senior years in high school about to go off to the next level at, a, yeah. a, at whatever program may be down South um, is how much time I wasted, like not even not watching film, just being like, I don't need to watch film. Right. And then when I kind of turned the page in my lacrosse career and became even just a better human being trying to, you know, make myself better. Like film study was one of the, like you said, one of the craziest things to, to kind of look at yourself from a different perspective that they were sometimes overboard, I think with it, but at the same time, it, it, it definitely made, uh, made me a better, better person and, and, you know, more importantly, better lacrosse player by doing that. Yeah. So body language is key. Just even that. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you get scored on. I, yeah. I didn't know I hang my when, head like that. When we, were no, at, when we were at Ohio state, our coach called it a tell the truth Monday. And so we had Monday film sessions and there was nothing that was, Oh yeah. You, you didn't get away with anything. No, you, you'd and, be off to the side yeah. and, and they'd zoom in on you and be like, the fuck you doing over uh, there? Like, and you and they and they show Monday? you that clip five times. Oh what yeah, to start the week. Oh, I know. Tell I know. me about so it. So you're you're dreading these clips. You like you know what you did. You're like, oh, I'm gonna see this. Yeah, and then I'm gonna see it all week. Yeah, I'm gonna see it in slow motion. I'm gonna see it five <laughs> yeah. times, and I'm gonna get preached on this in front of 45, 50 yeah. guys, and it's like, oh, this is gonna be bad. But that makes you better. And when you 100%. and when you have that self accountability, and you can kind of own it up and and understand, okay, this is what I got to change, or this is what I got to do better. Like Wiz says, that's where you have the most growth. Yeah. And when you really buy into that and okay, now I can see that I can visualize this. I can see what I need to do differently. That's one of the biggest components of where you find that growth and where you make yourself a better player on and off the field. Yeah, there's no hiding from film, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love oh, no hide. No hide. I from love that. film. And it's always there. Ohio State, eh? <laughs> yeah. All right. Teaching lessons. If you ever get your opportunity, go down there and interview some of those guys. Yeah. Those... You ever see LeBron on campus? Nah. I mean from from afar. Like at games he'd come out there and obviously everyone would go nuts when he'd walk down there. Yeah. But... yeah. No, we never see him in person. We'd see some like NFL guys all the time, like They're coming I, back. I, well, no, even just at study hall or around the facility, like you'd go in and the you'd go in the main doors and you go right, and it would be all like you know, kind of the smaller sports like us, field hockey, soccer, yeah. all that, and then you'd go left. And it would be all like the football facilities, and then through they the main own, door, they have their own facilities. Yeah, so like sometimes we were lucky we'd get to use their weight room and stuff. Now, like after we lo- after we left, like we have a massive gym now. They did a bunch of renovations, but back then they had like. 
they still do, but like a much better gym than us. So we'd be able to go down in there. We had to be all buttoned up, you know, shirts tucked in, no yawning, all that kind of stuff. No yawning? No, man. It was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But seeing seeing, seeing some of those, like seeing some of those guys were like, we'd have former NFL athletes that would have bye weeks or it'd be off season and they would come in and they're working out beside us and like, you just see the sheer strength and power of these guys. Just and, another level. Yeah. Oh, it's something that you don't really understand. Like I've never you, seen an NFL game. I don't. I won't. I don't. It's crazy. Well, even seeing them up and like up close and personal. Like you see them in, in a picture with a T-shirt and whatever, and you truly don't understand it until you're watching them put up four or five plates beside you, and you're just looking at this for like, fun. Yeah, and doing it for doing it for yeah. eight reps. And we're like pumping one thirty-five. Like, <laughs> <laughs> these guys are just eight yeah eight plates on they're just yeah this is a good monday for me just just americans in general though like even guys on our team we had a guy jared he was like 180 pounds from california he was throwing up four plates both sides like with ease ridiculous i got we were me and johnny are what 200 plus like in our college days we obviously never i i never lifted a weight till i went there we'd have we'd have like buddies of ours who would be like 160 170 pounds throwing up like 300 315 like they're just bred like you know, right out of the womb, it seemed like like yeah. they were getting put under a bar. It's crazy. In the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum, somewhere <laughs> in the States, they had an average human being's thigh compared to a linebacker's thigh. Yeah. And the thigh, you know, was from that candle almost to like this water bottle. <laughs> yeah. And then the average person was just like a yeah. little less. Yeah. And you're just, you're just like, what? Yeah, it puts it into perspective, eh? Oh. It just, it's crazy. Yeah. Some well, of the and the fact, too, that like, and you look at some of these big fellas, too, and it's like, okay, they can jump higher, jump farther, run faster, have better agility, and all these things, and they weigh... 200 pounds more than you. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. And they're yeah, mid-300s, and it's just like, Whoa. this is a different breed. What supplements they've taken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Liver King. <laughs> <laughs> How much time do we have? Yeah. How much time are we at right now? <laughs> 40 minutes. Boys, what's on the agenda from now until the time you head on back home? So we have uh, we have a sushi date tonight, like we were saying. Sushi jet, don't forget the napkin yeah. trick. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> we won't. And then uh, probably hit the gym actually. And then tomorrow we have a, a school about twenty five minutes outside of town. So we're going to do our oh, yeah. sticks for kids program. Yeah, I think we're going to shoot into a few classrooms in the afternoon and do our Thunderbirds reading program. So we're doing all that over uh, over Zoom for the past two years now. So it, it's been good that we've been able to get into classrooms. But now that obviously everything's kind of back to normal, we're able to get out here and get in in person so it's making everything a little better but uh and then back home practice thursday night and staying overnight then driving to albany for our game so that's awesome on the road yeah don't you guys play albany at home soon yeah then the next weekend we do yeah so back to back yeah so they're they're almost i feel like they're trying to go like more like the nhl no but the nhl route where you're seeing they're trying to build more like rivalries within your division so where is albany albany it's New up, York? Yeah, upstate New York. So it's about um, three hours west of New York City or three hours east of Buffalo, if you kind of understand where that is. Like it's it. like directly almost south of the Kingston or Montreal almost. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so like southeast of Montreal. So Good stuff. Yeah, it's not a bad little it, – it's it's close enough for all of us, you know, Toronto area guys, which mm. is not bad. We can drive, which is nice. So mm. it's always fun to get on a on a bus with 25 of your, your buddies and drive down there. The, the ride home's – fun too especially if you win get OW. yeah so <laughs> yeah. what about you you going to the, the next couple games yeah we're we're flat out busy we got that but then we're also like uh we're working like a, a tournament january 11th to the 15th like we're streaming 120 games we just hired seven yeah. new people so like we're stressed out to the max with that let's go but at the same time you got to like enjoy the world you got to enjoy the world juniors you can't yeah. you know so our heads are everywhere but we're you know 
back at my mom's basement. This is what you dreamed and like yeah, worked for. So yeah. it's like you just can't sit here and complain. You just have to be thankful for it because as soon as you complain, the work will go away kind yeah. of thing. So we're really stressed. We're working hard. But at the end of the day, we're just we're thankful. So Yeah, I wanted yeah, to ask you. So are you full? You're full time with this now then? Yeah, man, this has yeah. been full time. But so nice. many people have that question. Like, is this full time? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I just... Yeah, it's, well, it is full time. You put so much content in it. I'm like, there's no way he's got another job. Like, you, we, you we, kill it. We so. have to do, like, more behind-the-scenes content because, like, there's so much work that we do just, like, right here, just yeah. like, scheduling it. And it's just – I, I kind of want to, like, do something behind-the-scenes to show people that, yeah, it's just not, like, the podcast. It's just not this because there's so much extra shit. Yeah. But it is what it is, man. You know, we're happy. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah well, thanks yeah. for thanks for having us on. Oh, like, boys, it, you know, anytime. If you do get a break ever, you know, reach out to Chuck. We'd love to have you guys come and do something with us even on a, a shoot around or a game day like we would sick, love to so. that's the thing like we we would 100 percent love to it's just you guys are so busy too like yeah, you guys yeah. just fly in and but like 100 percent, we want to jump on the floor with you guys sounds good and just get something done shoot the ball around get a, get a stick back in your hands eh i do i, but I, I use that philly one i think so we need to get him in a stick yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. A stick. don't we bring in that don't we have yeah. five yeah you I, give one here i probably have one i can bring in yeah. next time so <laughs> perfect yeah. yeah. Does it, is it orange and purple? No, it's just straight white. I'm, I'm a simple man. Yeah, whatever. That's good enough for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, boys, I want to thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate it. You know, I guys, I love when you guys are in town. You get to talk. Yeah. We will see you guys. I think you play January 21st January, in Halifax? J- January 13th. January 13th. Against Albany, yeah. Yep. Albany. So that's the next game I'll be yeah. at. Sounds good. And uh, I hope you guys get a W, and I hope you guys do well on the road. Appreciate oh, yeah. that. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Everyone listening, thank you very much for tuning in. Go Thunderbirds, go. I hope to see you guys at a game. We are out.